Hi, this is Brandy, and this is my first environmental justice tips episode. And I'm going to start with the history of learning about environmental justice. I'm 41 years old, and I was quite embarrassed to not be as aware of environmental justice issues or health issues or environmental racism at my age. Um, my background didn't really include that. And how I was um, introduced to this was becoming a victim of environmental justice myself. Um, in 2018, I saw um, a couple of articles on the news saying that my city of Kalamazoo was rated F uh, for air pollution, air quality. And I had severe asthma that kept getting worse every year that I lived in my neighborhood in Kalamazoo. It's called the Northside neighborhood. And it's a downtown neighborhood. Um, and I joined the Environmental Concerns Committee with the city of Kalamazoo because I thought that that was very concerning. And I thought that maybe our paper mill called graphic packaging could be the cause of the grade of failing and maybe why I had asthma that was so bad because I'm not a smoker and I use air purifiers um, and I it just kept getting worse. I kept getting put on more asthma medications by my doctors as the years went on. Um, so I told the Environmental Concerns Committee members when I did the interview to join that I saw these articles and they were going off the American Lung Association report that comes out every single year that rates every county and every state in the United States on their air quality. And it shows how many people have COPD um, that have actually been diagnosed for asthma and COPD because many people are not, they have symptoms, but they are not diagnosed. And, um, I emailed all of these reports, um, some EPA reports where I show what was shown that graphic packaging was a toxic releaser that was putting out a lot of pollution. I actually talked to a woman by the name of Monica, an air enforcement officer for Eagle, aka MDEQ in Michigan. She told me everything was fine if there was an issue. Um, that would be related to our health, then this place would be shut down. It's I shouldn't be concerned. Um, I wondered if there was carbon filters, and I was given I wasn't given an answer for that. Um, on their smokestacks, that I, I believe that they would need carbon filters. Um, and I just trusted the state. I trusted the EPA that they were doing their jobs and that they were doing what they could to protect the health and environment of Michigan residents and Kalamazoo residents where I live. And um, after I joined, I only went to one meeting because I found out that the mayor or the vice mayor, he's our mayor now, and the city attorney and the chair of the Environmental Concerns Committee drafted a cease and desist letter to all the reporters that reported on our air quality. They did not want um, our air quality information to be released to the public anymore. Um, and that was a red flag to me, but I could still not prove of why we had this grade of F. 
So I moved to Comstock, which is not in the city limits anymore. And um, I was going to move to Sarasota, Florida, and the pandemic hit. And the only money I had left from selling my house in Comstock was I wanted to be closer to my dad in Sarasota. That was another reason why I was moving to Florida. And I, I, the only house I could find is, is to, that I could afford was another house in Kalamazoo where my husband grew up, where, where, where all our, most of our family is there. And so I bought this house, and within days of moving in, my eyes started burning really bad. And that was a new symptom that I've lived there for about eight years, about that time, that I've never had burning eyes. And I started asking my neighbors and my mailman even if they've ever had that symptom. Even my mailman said he gets burning eyes when it rains and that he thought there was acid rain. And I started doing more digging. I started doing FOI requests and I started doing uh, Google searches, uh, looking at health reports from university studies, talking to experts in environmental health, talking to Eagle, the EPA, CDC representatives, as much as I can, telling them I think there's an air pollution issue here. Because not only did I find out that my neighbors had burning eyes, I found out that they also had asthma and COPD as well. My brother-in-law had COPD. Like everyone within this neighborhood that was located near this paper mill and this wastewater plant has severe health issues. There's been many deaths from asthma attacks. Uh, I found out through my research this summer and it just kept getting worse. It just kept getting worse by the day. Um, the more information that, that I would find out, the more panic I would have. Um, the more anxiety I would have, the more I was ignored by these governmental agencies, the more panic and anxiety I would have. Uh, local reporters would cut out um, parts of my interview where I was discussing the health issue aspect or environmental racism because our neighborhood is predominantly African-American um, and is a downtown neighborhood. And um, I found some old zoning maps that said hazardous Negro and alien on them. And the city of Kalamazoo does rezoning all the time. And they have never once rezoned our neighborhood away from these hazardous facilities. And I didn't think that they would be aware of something for so long and not want to do anything to correct it. Especially if you've had hundreds of air complaints over the years for an odor that through a FOIA request, I found out was a highly toxic gas called hydrogen sulfide, methyl mercaptan, they're different gases, uh, uh, disulfides, uh, sulfur dioxide. There's no air monitoring done at these plants. There's only one air monitor in our whole entire county in Kalamazoo in the middle of a county fairground. And this could be happening in any community. You'll really need to check on to see if your air monitors are correct. Another way you can see is if you have a weather app on your phone and you check the weather down at the bottom of the weather, you can see your air quality. And if you say, if it says 31 is your air quality and it's good today, check another city, see if it says 31 too, and check another city. See, and, and there's no way that everyone can have the same air quality. Air quality is different in every neighborhood. There is a environmental justice tool that's actually done um, with the EPA. 
and you can Google environmental justice tool, put in your address, and it'll show you your risk of getting respiratory disease and cancer. God, I wish I would have known about this before I moved to this area because our risk in my neighborhood was in the 90th percentile of getting cancer and respiratory disease. If I would have known about this tool without Googling environmental justice issues and things like that, once I was figuring out what was going on, it could have saved a, saved a lot of lives. But a lot of people that knew about this tool or knew that we were being exposed to highly toxic gases, kept the information to themselves. The public was not notified. One of the uh, studies that I found, the gas studies that I found, where everybody's, what's the odor? What's the odor? This odor, it's terrible. We can't even barbecue outside. We don't want to have our families, you know, come over. That's, it's been a big smoke screen. It's been a thing where they've, instead of saying, hey, these are toxic chemicals that can kill you, they were just putting it off as an odor issue. And so the city of Kalamazoo had an odor study done in 2009 that showed these levels were very high and that they were a risk to our health. Like if you know, if you know about environmental issues, then you would know. I didn't. There's many of us that live in our communities. We have our own lives. We raise our families. People have jobs. They have to go to school. They have doctor's appointments. We're consumed with our own lives that we trust these agencies, our local and state and federal governments to protect our health and environment. And we're told, we're supposed to be told when there's a public health emergency. Now the Flint water crisis, we were told way after that was discovered. Um, So the only thing that I could do is to try to contact local reporters to get the information out. And like I said, lots of my um, information that I was trying to give to the public was cut out. Um, It was brought around a class action lawsuit against the mill that I initiated by contacting a firm because that's all they focused on the odor. They had eight odor violations, but no fines, no enforcement. So I said, okay, well, maybe that will help us get everyone help because I believe everyone should be relocated. And after that was filed, the city of Kalamazoo gave this mill a $21 million tax break. And then they cut down, voted to cut down 721 trees of our oxygen where we're already choking on toxic air. And it was just horrible. I cried. I spoke out at public meetings. Everyone I could speak at, I had doc- doctors were speaking out at meetings. We were completely ignored. So then I filed a civil rights complaint against the city of Kalamazoo. And um, we have a toxicologist that just came out with a report that says that our community is at a severe health risk and we do need help. And now we are filing a class action lawsuit against the city of Kalamazoo for personal injury and death because they don't care. They're doing nothing to help the community. They're completely ignoring our concerns. The state has completely ignored our concerns. The first air inspection that was done at the wastewater plant was the first one this summer was done in 10 years. There is no air monitoring done. There is highly toxic chemicals. I joined the PFAS advisory um, committee for the state of Michigan because I also I've been learning about PFAS and how they're forever chemicals that stay in our bodies forever and they cause many, many diseases. And there's just not enough testing that's done. There's not enough cleanups that are being done. And it's because 
the polluters are not getting enforced. They are not being told to put in pollution prevention like they should have been all these years. They are getting millions in tax breaks. Those millions in tax breaks of our taxpayer money could have been used to put in pollution prevention so these toxic emergencies wouldn't be happening. These public health emergencies wouldn't be happening. There's been a lot of it has been done around environmental racism. A lot of people don't want to talk about it, but we need to talk about environmental racism. Yes, I'm Caucasian. My husband is African-American, but we need to discuss these issues no matter how sensitive they are because the majority of these pollution issues are located in areas where minorities live, African-Americans, Native Americans, uh, Latinos. They are, they are put there because they, they think that, that they are not educated or they are not brave enough to speak up about it. They, they, they choose not to educate our children in schools about this so that we know how to protect ourselves when we get older and how to protect our families. I feel like this was deliberately done. This is my opinion that I feel like this was a deliberate design um, for the corporations to continue to make money while our lives are being sacrificed. And no matter how scary this is, I have to continue to speak up about it because change needs to happen. And we need to speak up for our families. I mean, just because the corporations or the governments thought it was okay to locate hazardous facilities in neighborhoods does not make it right. What they did was wrong. And you have to know you have a choice that God gives you with the decisions that you make. Are you going to make a right decision or wrong? Are you going to keep this to yourself? Are you going to speak out about it? Even if you're employed in an agency that is meant to protect environmental health, for humans and the environment and you see something that's that's happening that's wrong you need to speak up about it you can't just keep ignoring this this has been going on for so long just to add insult to injury our our city is letting this mill expand which is going to further increase greenhouse emissions further hurt our global uh, climate crisis that we're in further poison the residents living near these facilities. Relocation is the only key right now because even rezoning, I'm not sure if it would help. I hope that it would help, but until these companies get pollution prevention put into place, no, no one is safe. I mean, we are at a higher risk for COVID-19 when they when we live in communities that are completely polluted like this because we know that 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 this disease attacks the lungs. Our lungs are already very damaged and something like that that's why these emergency rooms are overwhelmed with minorities. It's because of the pollution in this neighborhood. Obviously, I'm not an expert and these are my opinions. But these are also things that I have learned by educating myself and talking to experts and working with doctors and toxicologists and, and reading and reading and reading and reading to find out as much information I can to protect my family and community and to speak out against this. And I'm giving you this information because I want you guys to look up your own communities and look at your environmental justice score and see if you are at risk and speak up against your lo- to your local government. Speak up at your meetings about this. Speak up at the Eagle meetings, um, aka MDEQ meetings, when there's permits being issued for plants that are out of compliance, that are toxic to your health. Uh, speak up that these companies that provide jobs can move over to renewable energy. Jobs don't have to be lost, but they don't deserve to be get cancer by working working somewhere either because the company doesn't want to spend the money. 
This company we have a class action lawsuit against is a Fortune 500 company, and they're very capable of fixing the issues that were leaking these toxic gases. They are very capable and they can completely afford it. So if you're not going to fix something in a community that's causing disease, then maybe you shouldn't be in that community. But it's up to us as residents to speak up against this. Because without us speaking up, no change can happen. We have to speak up against racism. We have to speak up against environmental health issues. And we have to do it now because our families and our lives depend upon it. God bless you all.